Well, good afternoon and welcome. Here we go. It's Tuesday. It's a damp, cold, miserable kind of a day, but a great one for talk radio. A damp day for talk radio. You know, it feels like November already. What gives? But it's supposed to get nice tomorrow, and that's important. I mean, midweek, and uh, we'll deal with it when it gets here. We're going to deal with Jennifer Keysmat when she gets here. She's joining us at the bottom of the hour, and uh, we'll take your phone calls, too, for questions and or comments. Uh, Jennifer Keysmat has uh, agreed to open the lines, and uh, whatever it is that uh, the conversation, whichever direction it takes us in, well, you're welcome to join it. By the way, you know, I was thinking to myself <laughs> as I was coming in, I may share something in common with Jennifer Keysmat. She wants to tear down the gardener and... Uh, as I was coming in, I was tearing down the gardener. So, okay, uh, it's early. But uh, listen, Jennifer Keysmat is uh, obviously going to be answering to that because John Tory was on yesterday, and uh, when we brought up the specter of bringing down the gardener east, east of Jarvis, out to Cherry Street, about a mile, one point seven kilometer stretch, uh, this has become now a bone of contention during the mayoral campaign, which has less than three weeks to run now we're really on the clock tick, and tick. Uh, yes now tory if you'll recall yesterday in case you did miss it he said three years ago there was a vote on the fate of the gardener and the results were 24 to 21 in favor of leaving the gardener standing and he said he recognized that this would ultimately be a polarizing decision so i went back to all the neighborhood groups and some of the people that had opposed uh, leaving the gardener up the ones that wanted it taken down and we came up with a better better model where miss keysmat's staff were instrumental as she said on twitter in actually devising what you call the the hybrid that then was approved by an 85% vote of the city council 85% when do you ever hear that happen and i'm just saying now to go back and say oh sorry i didn't really mean it back then when i tweeted that it was a good job by my staff and and sorry that, you know, I didn't really mean it, that that was something that was a better option uh, that freed up more waterfront land. And now we're going to start the debate over again and tear it down. With all that brings, by the way, thousands of vehicles into the downtown core uh, and all kinds of disruption, I would just say is, is a step backwards for the city. Well, we'll find out how she feels about it. She's going to join us here shortly at the bottom of the hour. As I say, we'll take your calls, too, and a lot enough time so that the uh, voters can, you know, suss out exactly who they're dealing with. I mean, a lot of it has already sort of been spelled out in terms of the major planks in a platform you've got policing or fighting crime affordable housing i heard her say yesterday though this was interesting on the campaign stop maybe she was playing the feminist card but uh, she did address the fact that there were uh well maybe it's time for a female to assume the role of leader at city hall and so uh again you know there's always uh, the accusation that there's something going on gender-wise or perhaps uh, diversity-wise. It's not as reflective of the city as a whole. The white privilege thing, that has also reared its head on occasion. I think that came up last night uh, when the black community was having a debate out in Scarborough. And uh, that prospect of uh, needing more diversity on council, also, well, we'll ask. We'll ask and see if that's necessarily reflective uh, of uh, a city as diverse as this do we really need that i mean or is it the best person for the job as they uh well you know get out there and uh well they're already pounding the pavement on the stump out there in the various uh new configured wards but you know it's interesting because uh, in playing i guess the feminist card or uh addressing it in those terms i mean she may not have noticed or maybe she's tapping into a prevailing sentiment that sees professional women in the ascendancy I mean, as a matter of fact, uh, we've got now this Professor Donna Strickland out there at the University of Waterloo. She just won part of the U.S. $1.10 million 
from the uh, Nobel Prize Committee. Congratulations. Well, for sure. I yeah, mean, that's because, a big honor. Well, yes, yes. And, you, well, she only gets a quarter of the prize. She shares it with her mentor. Uh, who was it? Gerard Mourou of France. And the other guy, Arthur Ashkin from the United States, who was kind of the lead in this study that they conducted. He gets a half of the prize. And they get, well, you know, it's still better than a kick in the slats. It's like over a quarter of a million U.S. It's a great prize. Yeah. Great honor. And, you know, the work in generating high-intensity, ultra-short optical pulses, which they say have become a critical part of corrective eye surgeries, and has also resulted in ophthalmologists now making a tidy seven figures, I think. They ought to thank her. They ought to build a statue to her at the University of Waterloo or wherever they set up their clinics. Because, you know, now people come in for the corrective eye surgery. It's like production line medicine, right? Mm-hmm. 15 minutes and boom, I can see, I can see. Uh, and these people are, you know, just racking it up left, right, and center. Sure. Yeah, so this is... And people are getting to see. They can see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought I might have just said that. <laughs> However, uh, this is interesting too. It just reinforces the fact that it, you know it's a it's great for people who want to be able to to see see better. Yeah, yeah it improves of as time passes. Yes. The sight starts to go a little bit. Just saying. Just the sight. Just the oh, sight. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> they say with the technology we have developed, laser power has been increased about a million times, maybe even a billion. So that's the other offshoot. It improves your chances of winning at laser tag. One For that, she got the Nobel Prize. Yeah. Laser. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> you know that laser we shoot into your eyes? It's now a billion times more powerful. Sign me up. Uh, exactly. Uh, and uh, don't forget, yeah, take this apparatus out to the airport and watch the planes come in. Ouch. My God, how irresponsible is that? But anyway, they say this is a, it's actually uh, now ended a 55-year drought for female physicists who uh, have not won this prize since 1963. I think Leaf fans can sort of, <laughs> they can identify. <laughs> it's been a 52-year drought. We're hoping 67. to end sometime in the springtime, I guess. And uh, the Leafs, by the way, open the season with Montreal in town tomorrow. <sighs> there you go. That's the sound of crowd noise, if you didn't know. <laughs> not, not cooking bacon. That's no, that's a very strong impression, noise. though. Wow. Well, you know what? I mean, back in the day, a lot of people would do Nixon or Ronald Reagan, but that's now supplanted that. That's good. Crowd Crowd, noise? Yeah. (laughs) Not cooking bacon. I thought you were trying to fog a mirror, (laughs) which I believe is still the entrance exam at Seneca, isn't it? Oh. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Having some fun. Mikey, were you a graduate of the program by any chance? (laughs) No. You were Humber? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Similar entrance exam, though. Don't worry. There's this much difference. Now, I'm holding my hands very close together for you folks at home. Uh, However, we're having some fun. Why not? It's Tuesday, and it's a dank kind of a miserable day. It's just going to be brightened up when Jennifer Keysman gets here. Do I mention? She's also going to take some calls, and uh, we'll be trying to assess exactly her bona fides to... uh, be the mayor of the city. She feels she's a, well, this is her now, uh, a better candidate than John Tory. But we'll play some of what Tory had to say in this program yesterday and get her to counter some of uh, what he felt were uh, maybe mischaracterizations. And, or, and, of course, we've also made the invitation to Mayor John Tory to come on and, and do the same at some point. So we look forward to that. All right. Well, we're going round and round with the mayoral candidates and uh, the election, of course, is October <laughs> 22nd advanced polling though i I think starts today i got a notice you know already so soon well you know they want to make sure that uh, people have no excuse not to vote and i hope that turnout's uh, a rather robust one 
saw yesterday uh, the CAQ won in Quebec. It was an over landslide victory for uh, Francois Legault. What? Uh, yeah, uh, 74 oh. seats. Liberals, the Liberals reduced to like 32, but the Parti Québécois, not even a party anymore. It's kind of like the Liberals here in Ontario. They got nine seats. Oh, c'est ça. Yeah, and they're just not a going concern. It wasn't even a question uh, insofar as the election was concerned in Quebec about uh, another referendum, the never-ending ref- referendum, which they've had in Quebec. The what? The never-ending referendum. Never-ending never referendum. Nice. Yeah. Well, Boom. That's another impression that I do. Uh, and so uh, this is what we've got now, a fairly conservative, uh, some might even say he could be uh, seen as, well, a staunch right-wing populist in Legault uh, because he's also threatening to use an Iowa standing clause. Again, as Doug Ford has threatened to do, but never did. But this is something to do with, again, rights, you know, because this is really what the notwithstanding clause is supposed to be uh, used for in instances where rights are abrogated or suspended. And in this instance, it has to do with expression because some people may want to wear, you know, face covering uh, certain types. Culturally in Quebec, they've had this really on the front burner for a lot of years now. So this guy is saying, no, if you're working in a public service, you can't serve the public by wearing a face covering. And he's willing to use an outstanding clause of challenged to make sure that that law is upheld. So that gets real interesting, and we'll have to watch exactly what happens as far as that's concerned. I'm guessing it's mostly females in the public sector or the service that would be wearing the face covering. I don't know any guys where this has become an issue necessarily. If I'm getting on the bus and the bus driver's wearing a goalie mask, <laughs> I'm turning around and getting off that bus. That's right. And you, you smell chainsaw fluid. <laughs> this this is where I get... I'll yeah. wait for the next one, sir. Right. And he's wearing coveralls. And you refer to him as Jason. All right. Uh, but I did mention, you know, where... Uh, I guess women being in the ascendancy, Jennifer Keyes, Matt, hoping to be the mayor of Toronto. She's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Have I mentioned that yet? Yes. And take some phone calls? All right. Uh, Well, you know, in this case with Kavanaugh stateside, this is also something that's played fairly uh, large and prominent. It has to do uh, with, you know, the strength of the feminist movement and the Me Too movement. And uh, as a result now with the FBI conducting interviews with, Anyone who's been affiliated with Kavanaugh, it seems like, you know, uh, he's put in a position where he's got to defend his innocence because there is no longer a presumption there and thereof. I'm going to ask our panel after 520. As a matter of fact, I may ask you here as a first order of business before Ms. Keysmat gets here, if you believe the FBI should be drilling down on Kavanaugh's accuser as well. By that, I mean, you know, interviewing people with whom she consorted, uh, going back into the files, or is this victim shaming? Is that, would that be appropriate to do? I'm starting to see more and more of that starting to bubble to the surface now as this thing has been prolonged, that somehow uh, maybe she's getting off light and he's the one who's having to defend his honor and whatever, when I say defend his honor, well, his honor is something he's been called most of his adult life. (laughs) He, uh, by the way, uh, has also now been accused of starting a bar fight back in his Yale days. A classmate of his uh, said when the two were at Yale, Kavanaugh uh, apparently would get like stumble around drunk and that he's been less than entirely forthright about his drinking. I have seen Brett drunk to the point he could easily be passed out. 
But you never saw him passed out? No, I never saw him passed out, but I saw him quite drunk. He saw me quite drunk. And he, he testified that he did drink and wasn't proud of everything. He did, but he also downplayed to a great degree the possibility that he could ever not know what was going on. So you're saying there were omissions? I'm saying there were omissions. There were certainly many times when he could not remember what was going on. Well, there you go. I mean, it's come to that. We've devolved to a point where, uh, you know, <laughs> your university drinking days have now cast you into disrepute. Uh, I don't know what's next. He cheated at drinking games. He didn't actually chug. For that, he has to be disbarred. Uh, you know that ball cap with the beer cans and the funnel? It, it was freshy. It wasn't actually beer. Therefore, this man should never ascend to the Supreme Court. I guess it's gotten a little silly, but uh, nonetheless begs questions about whether or not this disqualifies him, but what about her? And that's why I ask you the question. Then we'll get around to Jennifer Keysmat at the bottom of the hour. She will be with us, and we will be taking your phone calls for questions and her comments. But on the, the Kavanaugh matter, uh, as it continues to fester here this week, should the FBI also drill down on his accuser? You think it's important to check into her background, or is that victim shaming? And uh, that doesn't play a role because she's not trying to uh, ascend to a job on the Supreme Court. How do you see it? Just curious. I wanted to uh, take a sounding of the water on that. 